Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update, out of the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. Time now to take a look at a couple of the highlights found this week on the Source Weekly's website, bensource.com. First up from our news desk, Central Oregon Pride Goes Virtual by Kayla Clark. On Monday, the Supreme Court ruled that LGBTQ workers are protected from job discrimination, confirming that Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 also covered sexual orientation and transgender status. The existing federal law prohibited sex-related discrimination in the workplace, as President Donald Trump's first Supreme Court appointee, Neil Gorsuch, wrote to the court, those who adopted the Civil Rights Act might not have anticipated their work would lead to this particular result, but the limits of the drafter's imagination supply no reason to ignore the law's demands. June marks LGBTQ Pride Month, and although community members may not be able to engage in the colorful group festivities they're used to, there will still be many opportunities to celebrate love and acceptance. Pride Fest was all set to be held in Drake Park this coming Saturday, explained Jamie Nesbitt, president of Out Central Oregon, an LGBTQ advocacy group geared towards promoting inclusivity, visibility, and community engagement. We were planning on redefining the festival as High Desert Pride, and we had tentatively reserved the park for September 12th after we caught wind of the statewide shutdowns and regulations. Towards the end of May, we were told that September wasn't going to happen and that we wouldn't be able to hold a festival in Drake Park at all. We drew something together to let the community know that we were still thinking about them, and we started to come up with some activities and opportunities that would fulfill the need for a Pride celebration. Nesbitt detailed the ways OCO is adapting. The thing we're most excited about is the Local Business Unity Project. An artist out of Portland, Daniel Kassar, redesigned the Pride flag to include different colors that represent transgendered people, people of color, basically everybody. We asked if we could license it from him, and we took his design and added text to the bottom that reads, You are welcome here, Nesbitt explained. We've been making stickers available to local businesses, so they can display them in their windows and let customers know that the business is a place that's welcome to everyone. This is something new to Central Oregon, and we've gotten a really great response so far. We've had business owners from Eugene, Portland, Hood River, even California reach out and request these stickers. They should now start to be seen in windows throughout Bend. We've already distributed 130. Business owners, and anyone else, interested in picking up a sticker, can either contact info at Out Central Oregon or visit Central Oregon Locavore or Recharge Sport. Stickers are free, but donations are accepted. Because we were supposed to celebrate Pride on Saturday, we want to encourage people to celebrate Pride around town, Nesbitt continued. If you own a business, decorate your shop, dress up, go to downtown Bend, look for flags in shop windows, and visit businesses that are supporting the local business unity project. More information on the events is available at OutCentralOregon.com. Next up, from our news desk, Deschutes County Sheriff's investigating knee-on-neck incident by Nicole Vulcan. The Deschutes County Sheriff's Office announced Monday that it is investigating an incident that may have involved sheriff's deputies placing a knee on or near a woman's neck as they were arresting her. The incident looks like it happened last year, DSCO stated. 
According to DSCO, an image is circulating on social media that appeared to show two of our deputies holding down a female subject, while one of them had a knee on or near her neck. The photo appears to be a screenshot of cell phone video taken on June 11, 2019. A news release from DSCO today said the deputies were at a home in Deschutes River Woods to locate a child who a judge had deemed to be in danger. The mother was resisting and blocking deputies and repeatedly called 911 while the deputies were at the residence, attempting to locate the child. The mother received warnings about the crime of improper use of 911, yet after they left the residence, she called 911 again when no emergency existed. Deputies returned to the residence to arrest her for improper use of 911 when this incident of force occurred, the release said. The child was found later in the day riding bikes near the home, DSCO Sergeant William Bailey told the source, and was returned to their father. The department is not releasing the names of the woman arrested, as the case is currently being prosecuted by the Deschutes County DA's office, Bailey wrote in an email. The deputies' names are also being withheld pending an internal investigation, Bailey told the source. Seeing what happens to be an officer put a knee on the neck of a person being arrested is a pain point in a country currently rocked by protests against the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, who died May 25th after a police officer kneeled on his neck for nearly nine minutes. Sheriff Nelson has ordered a complete review of this image and the force depicted in it. The sheriff's office takes these matters very seriously, and he promises a complete review of the force utilized by the two deputies. We are working to obtain a copy of the video from the subject that posted the image to social media, the DSEO release said. And finally, zero COVID-positive cases found in OSU study by Laurel Bronze. Last month, a group of field teams working with Oregon State University fanned out across Bend to test households for COVID-19. They tested 615 people in Bend, and no one tested positive. The Team-Based Rapid Assessment of Community-Level Coronavirus Epidemics, or TRACE, study is led by a group of researchers at OSU who want to determine the prevalence of COVID-19 in certain communities. It began in Corvallis in April, and then moved on to Bend at the end of May. The researchers will go to Newport next weekend, where 120 workers at Pacific Seafood, the processing plants, have tested positive. Even though Bend's test results from the randomized study were zero, researchers concluded that one out of 1,000 people in Bend have contagious cases of COVID-19, based on modeling and prior cases reported by the Oregon Health Authority. This adds up to an estimated 100 cases within Bend's population of 100,421. As of June 16th, Deschutes County Health Services reported 137 positive cases since testing began three months ago, and 122 of these people have recovered. This level of prevalence is consistent with Bend residents being careful about social distancing, wearing masks, and staying home prior to Phase 1 reopening in Deschutes County, said project leader Ben Dalziel, an assistant professor at OSU's College of Science. One in 1,000 is low, but the virus is still in the population, and we know it is readily transmitted. Another project co-leader, Jeff Bethel, an associate professor at OSU's College of Public Health and Human Sciences, said that even when the general population has a low prevalence, clusters may emerge quickly in high-risk environments, such as the food processing facilities in Newport and others around the U.S. 
the OSU researchers corroborated with another prevalent study in Bend conducted by BioBot Analytics, which has been testing wastewater samples in certain Bend neighborhoods for COVID-19. Researchers from that study estimated hundreds of cases in Bend during a few non-consecutive weeks in April, but found no traces since April 28th. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. For more on these and other stories, log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.